the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he and you are you and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. And today... We're going to be talking about mind manipulation. Uh, you know, we are manipulated creatures. You got to get this. Uh, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is still being used, but it's unconscious. You know, I've heard someone who is uh, self-actualized, someone who's uh, live, lives uh, an examined life, who's working to be better today than they were yesterday, better tomorrow than today. I've heard that number could go up to as much as 12%. So even someone like me who's constantly working to know thyself, to understand how I work, to to become better every single moment, every single day, even someone like me at the most, uh, I'm using consciously 12% of my brain. So even the best of us, uh, 9 out of 10 right, is unconscious. And so you've got to understand how we work, and that is part of this radio show. That's why John and I do this radio show. Uh, it's to, We talk about inspiration, education, application, but the better analogy or the better metaphor is the, uh, you know, the um, Wizard of Oz. You know, when Dorothy's being played, you know, thinking that there's this mighty, powerful Oz that can solve all their problems, and it took a little four-legged, furry little creature to expose the lie that it wasn't some mighty Oz. It wasn't a godlike figure. It was some short little dumpy dude in a green suit. Pay no attention right? to that man it, it was a little munchkin. And he was just... Yeah, that munchkin right there. And, and the dog knew it. You and I probably could figure it out before we knew for sure. But we found out. And you know why that matters? Is because the man behind the green curtain, whether, whether you call it the deep state, whether you call it government, whether you call it media, propaganda, the narrative, whatever you, you want to call it. But we're being played, player. We're being programmed. Yeah, you know the thing. And the thing that he forgot was not, although he did forget God, I think he's the first president ever to do the National Day of Prayer without mentioning God. Oops. Stunning, because uh, he doesn't know the thing. But the real thing is that we're being played. Uh, we're being manipulated. Read the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. They talk about how Madison Avenue, how advertisers manipulate us, how, how products manipulate us. I mean, Coca-Cola, when they were designing the Dasani water bottle, spent months, months, millions of dollars just to design the bottle with the right color of blue. Why? Because unconsciously, they got the, the color of blue 
that would automatically make people think it's, it's refreshing, it's good. And so whether the water inside of it was good or not, they manipulated people to think that it was. And that's what a lot of advertisers do. you got to realize, and that's why we do this radio show, so you can understand how you work, what's going on around you. And if you're okay with the manipulation, that's fine. But if you're not, you need to be aware because, boy, what's happening in America, what's happening in our families, what's happening in the business world uh, is not good, uh, is not good. And if, the, uh, if we don't awaken the woke, we're all in big trouble, mister. See, we human beings are conditioned, we're programmed, we're manipulated to do or not do certain things. And during the 1890s, Russian psychologist Ivan Pavlov began researching what is today called classical conditioning. Later on, Watson in 1913 would be developed, uh, this would be developed based on Pavlov's earlier work with dogs. And the reason it's called classical conditioning is because it's the first systemic study of basic laws of learning and conditioning. And now, story time with Mr. Black. Once Akbar went to the market, there he saw a parrot, a very beautiful parrot. The parrot was not only beautiful, but was able to talk and do good things, was very entertaining because its owner had spent time with it, conditioned her, and trained it well. Akbar got happy listening to the parrot and decided to buy the parrot as a pet, as a companion to have in his palace. Akbar gave the owner a good price and brought the parrot to his palace. Whenever Akbar asked the parrot something, he would answer that question immediately and make Akbar very, very happy. After just a few days, Akbar and the parrot became very close and Akbar enjoyed his parrot's company. Akbar commanded his servants that the bird be treated like royalty. I mean, the bird was his best friend. It lived in the palace, and it was afforded all the special treatment of Akbar himself, the king. His servants gave the parrot special care, like it would to Akbar himself. Akbar was so enamored with his pet, his friend, his parrot, that he told his servants that nothing bad should ever happen to his parrot. Akbar even warned that should his parrot die under any circumstances, he warned them that if anyone were to come to him and tell him about his parrot's death, then that person, he would be hanged as punishment. For the loss of his friend, the parrot. I mean, you can imagine with this warning, Akbar's servants treated his friend, the parrot, like a king. They gave the bird the royal treatment. They nurtured and pampered the bird. It lived a life of royalty and it had no problems. But then one day, suddenly, Akbar's beloved parrot died. Now, the servants of the palace were stirred as to who will tell Akbar about this because they were warned whoever would inform Akbar of the parrot's death would be hanged. (gasps) The servants were scared and fought amongst themselves as to who would be required to tell Akbar of the passing of his friend the parrot. After much deliberation amongst the servants, they decided to go to Birbal. Now, Birbal was a title given to Mahesh Das, who served in the court of Akbar, 
Burbal is known for his wit. So one servant went to Burbal and told him everything. Hearing all, Burbal agreed to this devastating news. He would deliver it to Akbar himself. So Burbal went to Akbar and said, Maharaj, there is sad news. Akbar asked, what has happened? Burbal said, your dear friend, your parrot is neither eating anything nor drinking. Then he paused for a minute and said, neither speaking anything nor opening his eyes nor acting nor Akbar angrily interrupted him and said, not what? Why don't you just tell that it is dead? Burbal said, yes, Maharaj, but I have not said this to you. Therefore, please spare my life. Listening to this, even Akbar could not say anything to him. In this way, Burbal saved his life as well as the servant's life. And ladies and gentlemen, the moral of this story is one should not panic in difficult times, but think wisely. And that's why we're talking today about conditioning. Burbal was a wise man, for he honored this king. He honored him with information and the way he passed it on. There's the test of three for giving feedback. It's what you say, it should be truthful. The way you said it, it should be proper. And the underlying intent, why did you say anything at all? It should be pure. Remember, Socrates had a triple filter test. Is it truthful? Is it good? Is it useful? And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about mind manipulation. And I promise you, it is truthful, it is good, and it is useful so you can live your life like it matters. I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we'll talk about mind manipulation. And we'll be right back. Help me pining for the fields. Pining for the fields? What kind of talk is that? Simon says that now your mind desires a vacation. Free to join. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. This Friday, fall in love with Finding You. What brings you to Ireland, Finley Sinclair? I'm looking for something real. 
critics are calling it a total delight. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And the best romantic comedy in years. I can't wait to see it all. If you like Notting Hill, you'll love Finding You. It's amazing. Finally something we can agree on. Finding You. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Starts Friday only in theaters. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court, by Jack Phillips. Register at freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Amen. What condition my condition is in. That's what we're talking about on Like It Matters Radio today. Living life like it matters. And today's topic is mind manipulation. I have to say it that way because uh, uh, there's a show that my little boy watches. um, And uh, they have this one show where they talk about mind manipulation. And whenever they do it, mind manipulation. They do it like that. So it's hard for me just to say mind manipulation without getting all the theatrics in there. But, you know, manipulation is this interesting word because a lot of people think manipulation is a bad word. And by the way, uh, the way it's written in most books, it is a bad word. Uh, manipulation is defined as the control of some th- someone or something in order to get an advantage, often unfairly or dishonestly. See, that is the typical definition that most people think of. But if you go to a chiropractor, which I love, uh, I'm very homeopathic. I said homeopathic. Don't make up things. I said homeopathic. Okay, not that there's anything against anything else you might have thought. But, you know, I use a lot of natural remedies, take a lot of herbs. Uh, Again, not that type of herb. I'm talking about the type in the pill type form. Uh, And so I I believe in going to a good chiropractor. And if you went to a chiropractor, uh, and unlike Mr. Black, if you had insurance, uh, then they would codify that uh, experience as spinal manipulation. Now, that chiropractor is not doing anything bad to you. He's doing something, or she's doing something very good to you. It's opening up your uh, all kinds of stuff in your back. It's freeing up nerve endings. It's keeping the flow of energy, all that stuff. So here's the definition for that. 
an act of controlling or moving something by using the hands. Now, again, these are all from the dictionary. And be honest with you, 10 different dic- dictionaries I saw, I did not find an applicable definition, just to know. I mean, something I thought was actually fully appropriate for all things. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, a lot of manipulation can be an act of controlling or moving something by using words, by using conditioning. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we are being conditioned. And we're going to talk about today uh, fear conditioning. We're going to talk about Pavlov. We're going to talk about Watson. Because here is another definition of manipulation. The action of influencing or controlling someone or something to your advantage, often without anyone knowing it. That's where we're going to park. Because that is what I believe is going on in the political world. Let's be honest. I don't care how you voted. Forget, move your emotions aside for a moment. Some of you are so emotionally unintelligent, you can't push your own feelings aside just to look at logic and data. Remember, part of this process is education. This is what I do this radio show for. And by education, I do not mean the learning of mere facts and figures. I mean Einstein's definition of education. And Einstein defined education as the training of the mind to think, critical thinking. It is something we have lost. We let our iPhones do it now. We let state-run media do it now. We let our our group mentality, our group think, our sheeple. We become sheeple. We become drones. We become, we want to believe what we want to believe because I believe it. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just crazy. So we're going to park on this definition of manipulation day, the action of influencing or controlling someone or something to your advantage, often without anyone knowing it. And let's be honest, that is exactly what happened in the 2020 election. Whether you believe there was fraud, which there clearly was fraud, I mean, it's clearly fraud. Now, you might say, was there enough fraud to alter the outcome of the election? And I would say, clearly, yes. Now, you might disagree with that. But for anybody to say there was not fraud in this last election is lying. It's a lie. Because when you talk about a a county in Michigan or you talk about what's going on in Arizona, you see how votes were flipped. Why were 5 million ballots printed in China? Why was a truckload of ballots driven in the middle of the night from New York to Pennsylvania? Why was at the same time someone decided to shut down all the five key uh, uh, states? that were going to uh, decide this election, stop counting balloting uh, uh, ballots at 11 o'clock at night, and then pick up the next morning, and all of a sudden, everything had changed. So whether you agree or not, there was manipulation going on. There was fraud. But let's be honest. Joe Biden's running mate was not Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's vice president. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to be honest, Joe Biden's running mate was fear. Joe Biden's running mate was coronavirus, COVID-19. Remember, the media made sure that you thought that uh, Donald Trump was a moron. Remember hydrochloroquine? Remember a drug that's been used for 65 years, millions of people, my friends in Africa use it for malaria, typhoid, all that? Remember when Donald Trump said it helped him? Remember when it was banned? It was basically outlawed. Pharmacies wouldn't let doctors prescribe it. I mean, here's a drug that's been used for 65 years. Why? Because you had to believe that Donald Trump was a moron, that he told you to drink bleach, that he, he didn't do any of that. 
But the media says it over and over and over. And remember, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And we're manipulated. We're manipulated. You got to get this. Remember I talked about Shad Helmstetter. Shad Helmstetter actually is still alive and very active. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know the exact information, but he actually is creating a, a website about self-talk. And just as he's really getting into the podcast thing and he's figuring out how to, how to make this work. But in my training, I share this, and Shad Helmstetter listed out three missing ingredients. I'll just read this little, uh, short little sentence. It said, in years of Shad Helmstetter studying motivation and human psychology, he learned much about motivational concepts, theories, and ideas. He talked to trainers, participants, those that were successful and those that were not. In his analysis of what worked and what did not, he found three ingredients which are clearly missing from almost all the literature and, and, and trainings. Now, let me tell you why I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this so you can understand what Shad's saying here is we are programmed creatures. This is not about my leadership training that you can read about if you go to likeitmatters.net. That's not what this is about. I just want you to listen to what Shad says, and he's a Ph.D. This is from the book What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. said, the first missing ingredient is permanence. All external solutions are temporary. Even the best of the ideas work only for a time. Without constant attention and effort, even the most exciting success breakthroughs will run their course and eventually end up on our list of good ideas and good intentions. Few, if any, offered built-in ways to keep them working. I have yet to find a book that would jump down off the shelf and tap you on the shoulder each morning and say, Hey, remember me? Remember what I taught you? Why aren't you still doing it? See, he's saying that you've got to put a program in place. You can't leave it to the consciousness part. Remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. What he's saying is you can't leave it to that conscious part. You've got to put programming in place to make it automatic. That's why if you want to study the unconscious brain, I teach about that in my leadership training. We talk about the basal ganglia, uh, the habit center of the brain, the reticular activating system. It is the focus center of the unconscious brain. Those are two of the ways that we are programmed. Now, the second missing ingredient, this is back from the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, uh, from most of the success literature, is a knowledge, listen, a knowledge of the physiological processes of the human brain based on what we now know about actual mind-brain functions. He goes on to say, without an understanding of the actual process by which the human brain accepts information, programming, and in turn responds, directs, and controls us, it would be almost impossible to create any success plan that worked and kept working indefinitely. Quote, the brain runs the ship. If you want to make a permanent change of any kind, you've got, to, uh, you've got to follow the rules. If you want to make a change and make it stick, you've got to do it the way the brain works. Again, it is a machine. The brain is a system. You must understand how the system works. And that's why I do this radio show. That's why I do my leadership training. Now listen to a third reason. The third missing ingredient, and he says actually, uh, parenthetically, the most important of all is a new word-for-word set of directions, new programming to the subconscious mind, and he calls it the control center of the brain. That means a specific programming vocabulary, which is worded in a specific way that anyone can use at any time, listen carefully, to erase and replace the old negative programming with positive, productive, new programming, new directions. Ladies and gentlemen, We are all programmed. We are all programmed. Now, in psychology, they call it conditioning. And I'm going to tell you right now, fear conditioning 
is a form of classical conditioning. Classical conditioning is a type of associative learning pioneered by Ivan Pavlov in the 1920s. It involves the repeated pairing of a non-threatening stimulus such as a light called the conditioned stimulus with a noxious stimulus such as a mild shock called the unconditioned stimulus until, quote, the animal shows a fear response not just to the shock but to the light alone. It's called a conditioned response. We call it today anchors. We have anchors. We have connected two things together. And then when you throw in cognitive dissonance, where we want to believe something, and because we want to hold on to a certain belief, we will not believe certain other things. That Why do you think it was so important that no matter what Trump did, even all the Russian collusion for four years, we were told it was going on, and then where it shows it wasn't going on, the whole thing was a lie? Notice how CNN and MSNBC would not cover any of that. Why wouldn't they cover it? Because you've got to be properly conditioned so that you can vote against Trump, so that you can be so afraid of this little virus called coronavirus, this pandemic, the number one purpose, so that you could remove Trump from office, put the deep state back in, and then we can live off this fear and the government gets more power and controls us. And that's where we're at today. But you know what's even worse than that? is they are turning people against each other because of the color of their skin. And ladies and gentlemen, we are being conditioned for a race war. You need to open your eyes and wake up, you woke people. I am black, and we'll be right back. In the air, tension everywhere. Unemployment rising fast, the Beatles, new records of gas. And the only safe place to live is on an Indian reservation. And the band played home. can you do in 48 hours that changes your life like it matters leadership awakening listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with ptsd compare leadership awakening to other training he's received you focus on the individual i think you kind of answered the why question whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there i don't want to say they put a band-aid on it but they don't do a very good job of going into the why and, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. 
This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh, I am the master. You are the slave. You are in my power. I am Mr. Black, and if that doesn't put a smile on your face, you gotta check your karate. Make sure you're still uh, can still fog a mirror. Today, I like it matters. Ready? We're helping you living your life like it matters. That is the uh, title, if you will, of our podcast. And if you don't know about our podcast, we do a twice a week podcast now. Uh, every Monday, we release a short little snippet, about you know four to eight minutes, called Story Time with Mr. Black. And then every Thursday, there's a full about 50 minute show, um, similar to what we do on the radio here. So uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, just uh, query, just search for "Living Life Like It Matters." And again, for those of you that want some uh, food from above, some manna from heaven. Uh, I put that out daily as well, uh, and you can go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. Those are the four things we do. We do leadership training to help you live your life like it matters. We teach you how you work. Uh, we also do counseling and coaching. Uh, then we do the Way of the Warrior, uh, where we send out the Word of God every day and ways to implement it. We do this daily radio show where you can listen to this message and many other archived messages after the show's over. All you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and then we do our podcast, which is twice a week. So we're working to feed you, and we're not just feeding part of you. We're feeding all of you, because remember, man's a three-part being. Uh, Just like plants, we live on the physical plane. Just like animals, we also live on the mental slash psychological slash social plane. But unlike all those other creatures or creative things out there, we have a third part, and that is called spirit. And uh, you wouldn't accept two-thirds of anything else. You wouldn't expect two-thirds loyalty from a friend. You wouldn't expect two-thirds faithfulness from a spouse. You wouldn't expect two-thirds respect from a child. You'd expect it all. And not uh, why not expect the same thing from your leadership training? Wouldn't it be prudent? Not going to do it. That's right. That's right. So today we are talking about conditioning. We human beings are conditioned. We're programmed. We're manipulated to do or not do certain things. And why this matters is because I've learned in years that most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Deaf, numb, and blind. In other words, we look, but we don't see. We hear, but we really don't listen. And we touch, but a lot of people stopped feeling a long time ago. See, one is a mechanical. One is a biological action. The other is a volitional action. An action 
of the will. And in the late 1970s, or I should say maybe, maybe not late 1970s, let's just say in the 1970s, researchers Paul Ekman, Wallace Friesen, and Carol Izzard became interested in whether emotions differ across cultures. So they showed photographs of emotional expressions to people around the world to determine if a smile means the same thing in San Francisco as it does in Samoa. They found that everyone recognizes an upturned mouth as a universal sign of happiness, and there was similar agreement about expressions of surprise, anger, disgust, sadness, and fear. Wow! You know, it's interesting because I, yeah, I've traveled the world uh, on other people's dime as a young person, uh, went to China, went to Russia, went to the Middle East, a future leader of America. Uh, and one thing I learned a long time ago, I used to say this all the time, is a smile is hello in any language. And it's true. I would flash a big smile uh, to wherever I was in the country. Now, most people wouldn't make eye contact in some of these third world countries or some of these other countries. Uh, they wouldn't acknowledge you. But I, anytime I'd make eye contact with someone, I'd have a flash a big old smile and basically nod. It would say, hello. So going back to what I was reading, uh, this impressive degree of accord among diverse cultures suggests that the basic emotions are automatic and pre-programmed. Again, listen to this word again pre-programmed. We are programmed creatures. Until you get that basic belief and understanding, you'll never buy in the fact that you're being played, player. You'll never buy in the fact that you're being manipulated. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the father of four kids, and I have manipulated my kids to be successful. Oh, yeah. I have done things behind the scenes without them realizing it that have set them up to be successful. You got to realize it. And we're all being conditioned and until you understand that, until you get it, it'll never stop. And one of the worst ways that we're being conditioned is race. We're being pitted against each other. But again, it's going back to fear. It's going back to fear. Now, Ralphie May is a comedian. He's not with us anymore. Uh, he's passed on. But Ralphie May, has, it's about a two-minute clip, a little bit under two minutes. But he actually goes into how we, the, the, the system, if you will, has used fear to turn people of color against white people. And this was, he's, I don't know, he's been dead for a few years, so it's not even as bad as it is a day. But, John, why don't you go ahead and play that, uh, that funny clip by Ralphie May. It's a hologram. Racism in this country is a hologram. It's a tool used by the powers that be to keep us, the populace, looking at each other instead of looking up and seeing what they're doing. Okay? You know, all it is is distraction. And it's been working for a long time. In, even in the, in the 60s and 70s, we got all the uh, legislation passed, Civil Rights Act, Voter Registration Act passed, okay? All these wonderful bills that really leveled the playing field, okay? We had integration. We had people going to school with people of different races, okay? People were getting to know each other and realize there's no difference, okay? Forces that be still wanted us looking at each other, all right? And they used it, you know? White people are like, oh, don't, don't go over there. Those black people, they're stealing white babies. Oh, Lord, Jesus, you stay away from them black people. Those black people are going to get you, all right? And black folks, y'all were the same thing. Those cracker-ass white people. People, they're putting stuff in chicken, make your junk fall off. No, -uh. mm -hmm. that's right, and make a thing drop right off. Sure is. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. But in the '70s, man, white and black were starting to see eye to eye. Things were getting together. Okay, it was disco. Uh, number one show in the country was Sanford and Son. Number three show was Good Times. All right, why? Because they were well-written shows, but also they showed a different perspective. And white people realized that there's not that much difference between white and black. Okay, the truth of the matter is, it's rich and poor. Uh, like where I grew up in Arkansas, there was no black or white. We're all broke. Okay, what's your color? Poor. Okay. 
you know? And that's the truth of the matter, you know? When you eat your cereal out of a Cool Whip bowl stained with chili or spaghetti sauce, it doesn't really matter if you're black or you're white. You're broke. You're broke. Hey, man. See, that's the color I grew up. I grew up broke. I grew up poor. Uh, man, it's just stunning. Uh, that, that's what this is about. This is socioeconomic. You know, if we were such a racist country, why are there so many fake hate crimes? Just Google it. You'll see all these times that there are black people painting white stuff that sound like white people who are racist, but it was black people doing it. I just read in Beverly Hills today, like a string of 30 burglaries. This black man was dressing up, putting on a costume to look white. And he had committed like 30 robberies. Stunning. Uh, and that's why this whole thing, it's white against black. I've never seen, we live in such a racist country now. I've ne- I could never believe that America would be so racist. But, and we're okay with racism. What do you think the whole Black Lives Matter movement is? It's racist. It's all, if you use skin color as your determining factor for anything, you're a racist. There are now funding. I mean, San Francisco mayor, I think it is, is going to take like $100 million from police funding. And where's it going? To black-owned businesses. Not small businesses. Not all businesses. Not uh, service industry businesses. Not labor-intensive businesses. But black-owned businesses. So in other words, as long as the primary person as registered as a black person, then they get this $100 million. I mean, I know it's a 501c3. There's a lot of money available out there, hundreds of millions of dollars if you're black. Thanks, uh, If you're Indian, uh, if you're a woman. But if you're a man or a white male, uh, nothing at all. Sorry, you, you deserve nothing. There's no soup for you. No soup for you, right? I mean, it's absolutely racist. There are organizations out there that you can, you can have pride to being Hispanic. You can have pride to being gay. You can have pride to being black or Native American. But you know what they call the organization that is proud to be white? I think they call it the KKK. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but I think that's what it's called, the KKK. You, I would, and I don't get the whole thing. You know, there's an argument out there, what color was Jesus? Who cares what color Jesus was? I could care less about the color of his tabernacle. Who cares what color your tent is? Uh, I don't remember going camp with anybody uh, and remembering the color of their tent. I remember the fish we caught. I remember the fun we had. Uh, I hate to say this. I remember some of the drinks we had. I remember the stars. I remember the bonfires. I remember all that stuff. But I can honestly, I can't tell you what the color of anybody's tent was. And what you got to realize is in this study... The brain devotes the most space and energy to fear. Did you hear that? In the study of the brain and emotions, it is found that the brain devotes the most space and energy to fear. That's why we're being played. Charles Darwin was one of the first scientists to suggest that fear has a biological basis when he noted that nearly all animals exhibit fear in the same manner. From birds and rats to apes and humans, Animals in peril display a stereotype behavior pattern that includes freezing in place, increased respiration and heart rate, releasing of stress hormones, and increased tendency to startle. Because fear responses are so well conserved across species, 
It is possible to learn a lot about human fear from animal studies, and most of the research has focused on fear conditioning, which explores how an animal learns to fear specific stimuli within its environment. And that's what led us to Pavlov, his dogs. That's what also led us to a, a little baby called Little Albert. An 11-month-old infant used by John Watson and Rosalie Rayner's 1920 study, and it shows how we can be conditioned to be afraid of things and then to fear them and to turn away in anger, fear, and hatefulness. And after the break, we're going to cover that. I am Mr. Black. Today, we're talking about mind manipulation, and we'll be right back. Nothing for you. You'll get nothing and like it. construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us life is best imagined as a construction project hey, can we get that over here? at like it matters we craft tools and teach you how to use them mr black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream one of those tools is individual life counseling the best analogy is a life caddy because sometimes you just need another set of eyes a second tool books by mr black always opening up your mind Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Some more folk butter-laying into the bone, jacking me up. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, that's good stuff. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. You show up here for an hour a day. Why? So you can be living your life like it matters. Right on. And that's the key. That's what we do. I don't care if I'm in class. I don't care if I'm on the radio. I don't care if you're listening to my podcast or you're reading my wayofwarrior.blog uh, daily post. Uh, this is all about helping you be in control of your experience. There are a lot of fears out there. We're only born with two innate fears. Just so you know, this is how God made us. The only two fears that we're actually born with are the fear of loud noises, right? Got to get that. And the fear of falling. Those are the only two innate fears we're born with. Yep. And if you're, la- if you're falling and screaming loud, then you're really scared because those are the two biggest fears. Everything else is, is learned. It's BS. And I don't mean the stuff in Texas that you step in in the, in the pastures. I'm talking about belief system. And ladies and gentlemen, we are conditioned. We, by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place, their basic structure of their belief system. And the, the, our military knows this. Our government knows this. Saul Alinsky knows this. Joseph Goebbels knew this. Uh, the Democratic politicians know this. The deep state knows this. And so we're being played. And fear conditioning is where it's at right now. We are being conditioned to fear. We're conditioning black people to fear uh, flashing lights, cops. We're conditioning black people to fear white people, not afraid that they're going to beat them up, but afraid that they're going to take away their rights, afraid that they're not going to treat them fairly. And now, believe it or not, yeah, we're, we're training white people to be afraid of black people. And, I mean, you know, all that's going to happen is this going to cause the numbers of the KKK to go up, which is going to cause more of the Black Lives Matter movement to go up, which is going to cause, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. But we're being played, and you got to realize this. Now, you got to realize the most famous example of human fear conditioning is a case I reference a lot. It's called Little Albert. Now, I keep reading different things. He was nine months old. He was 11 months old. I'm sure he, they did it for a couple months, so he was growing the whole time. But this small infant, somewhere between nine and 11 months, was used by John Watson and Rosalie Rayners in their 1920 study. Like most babies, Albert had a natural fear of extremely loud noises, but no aversion of white rats. Listen to that. They presented a white rat to him, and he was not afraid of it. It was cute. He had no fear of it at all. And so that's what it says like babies. He had a fear of extremely loud noises, but no aversion to white rats. So here's what they did. Presented him with a white rat, and when he reached out to touch the white rat, they struck a hammer against a steel bar that was just behind his head out of his vision. So he couldn't see the bar behind his head, but every time he went to reach out and touch the white rat, they hit this bell with a hammer. After seven Listen carefully. Seven repetitions of seeing the rat 
and hearing the frightening noise, Albert burst into tears at the mere sight of the rat. See, this is what's happening right now with, with the programming of black people thinking that police officers are out there looking to hunt them. That every morning in every precinct around America, that all these police officers, black, Asian, white, gay, heterosexual, all of them get together and figure out how they're going to hunt down black people. And so now, uh, black people, when they get pulled over, uh, go for the gun of the the taser, they punch them out, they spit on them, they run from them, they attempt to jump in the car and drive away, run over them, well, and they're being conditioned to do that. See, Albert bursts into tears at the mere sight of the rat after seven times of connecting those two things. The, the child wasn't afraid of the rat at all, liked it, well, reached out to touch it. See, now Albert showed some generalization of his learned fear response. He would cry at the sight of objects that resembled the white rat. Did you hear that? They weren't the white rat. But then anything that looked white, listen, pay attention, such as a white dog, wink, wink, or a white coat, wink, wink. Don't you know how black people now are being conditioned to anybody white? You know, when I get treated poorly now by a black person, I wonder, is it because I'm white? Do they think I hate them? This is what's happening in the politically programmed world. And a lot of you are okay with it. A lot of you, because you like Biden, because you're liberal, because you think abortion on demand's cool, that you think that everybody should be able to sleep with whoever they want, it's cool, however many people they want. But you got to go beyond your personal preferences, and you got to look at the bigger picture. What is happening? Now, one of the most famous of these conditionings, and you've heard it before, is Pavlov, right? And again, I, related, uh, I referred to this in the first segment, during the 1890s, Russian phys- uh, physiologist Ivan Pavlov was researching salivation in dogs in response to being fed. So what he did, he inserted a small test tube into the cheek of each dog to measure saliva when the dogs were fed. Now, Pavlov predicted the dogs would salivate in response to the food placed in front of them. But here's what threw him off. He noticed something unique, that the dogs would begin to salivate whenever they heard the footsteps of his assistant who was bringing them the food. See, the mind, these neural pathways, the mind's pretty sharp. It starts running the pattern. See, it picks up the patterns that are going on. These dogs, remember, they live on not just the physical plane, but also the mental plane. They would realize that before their food showed up, this is called meta, you go backwards. Before their food showed up, they could hear steps. And those steps eventually would lead to that door opening up and that woman or man coming through with a bowl of food in their hands. So what happened was when Pavlon discovered that any object or event which the dogs learned to associate with food, see, they connected them. It's called an anchor. They connected those footsteps with the food, and they connected the food with being satiated. That was caused the salivation. You see how the chain has it? It's called the chain of causation. You've heard me talk about it. And so Pavlov discovered that any object or event which the dogs learned to associate with food, such as the lab assistant, would trigger the same response. He realized that he had made an important scientific discovery. And accordingly, he devoted the rest of his career to studying this type of learning. Now, Pavlov in 1902 started with the idea that there are some things that a dog does not need to learn. For example, dogs don't need to learn to salivate whenever they see food. This reflex is hardwired. Remember, certain things we're programmed for. In behaviorist terms, 
Food is an unconditioned stimulus, and salva- uh, salivation is an unconditioned response. Remember, we talked about transactional analysis. There's a stimulus and a response. That's called a transaction. That's Dr. Eric Burns in uh, transactional analysis. So, unconditioned stimulus, food, and unconditioned response, salivate. So, in his experience, Pavlov used a metronome as his neutral stimulus. By itself, the metronome did not elicit a response from the dogs. Kind of like the white rat with Albert early on. Remember, the white rat, had no, he had no problem with it. He wanted to touch it, right? So by itself, the metronome did not elicit a response from the dogs. So that's called a neutral stimulus, the metronome, and that caused no conditioned response. Next, what Pavlov did is he began the conditioning procedure whereby the clicking metronome was introduced just before he gave food to his dogs. Remember, because before that, he, the dogs would hear his assistant walking up, come in the room with the food, and then they'd be fed. And so what happened was just the footsteps would cause the salivation. So he wanted to see now if he could do the same thing with the metronome. So Pavlov began the conditioning procedure whereby the clicking metronome was introduced just before he gave food to his dogs. After a number of repeats trials of this procedure, he presented the metronome on its own. And guess what happened? As you might expect, the sound of the clicking metronome on its own now caused the dog to salivate. Quit being a dog. We're being played. We're politicizing a tragedy for political gain. Joe Biden's running mate was not Kamala Harris. I know she's our vice president. Joe Biden's running mate was fear. You were conditioned by the media, by the mainstream media, which we call state-run media day, because their narrative is Republicans are bad, Donald Trump is evil, Democrats are good, Black Lives Matter is good, Antifa's good, but everything white, everything nationalistic, anything Trump-related is bad. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you might believe that, but you need to make the conscious choice on your own. Remember, we have all kinds of things in our unconscious brain. The basal ganglia is the, the brain's habit center. The reticular activating system is the brain's focal center. Whatever you focus it on, it sees. It's kind of like your remote control with your TV. If your TV set's focused on ESPN, why would you expect to be watching SpongeBob? If your TV set was focused on Telemundo, why would you expect it to watch Fox News? So you've got to fight the lies. You've got to fight the programming. Turn off CNN. Turn off MSNBC. Turn on Like It Matters Radio. Turn on Living Life Like It Matters. Turn, go to likeitmatters.net so you can read about transformational leadership training that will teach you how you work as an incredible human being. That's the key. We want to help you live your life like it matters. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hi, this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders Roofing with a rhetorical reminder. Have you ever stopped to consider, what good is a refuge if you cannot rest in the protection that it provides? The answer is, of course, it isn't. Our great God does not mean for us to doubt the security of his many provisions. Listen to Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The answer is, of course, no one. At the Kingdom Builders, we know how stressful it can be when your own earthly shelter is in need of repair 
and how difficult it can be to feel at peace with contractors you have never met before. For an honest assessment of your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 